0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Kim Morrison.
1: And I'm Cindy
0: O'Meara. And this week, sadly, we do not have the beautiful, precious Karen, but we do have an extraordinary guest that we are so excited to bring to you. This is a topic dear to all of our hearts, and I would have to say that the gorgeous Elizabeth Hughes would have to be someone that epitomizes the absolute professionalism, the amazingness, and the incredible um amazing way in which she delivers this incredible topic of kinesiology and before we go into what it all is and and how it works and how it can support all of us i know for many of our listeners they are very keen on this topic so to have someone of your caliber elizabeth it is indeed an honor for us and knowing that you're a dear friend of us well can i just say welcome to the show you beautiful soul
2: Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me to share my story today.
0: Oh, well, speaking of story, you amazing soul, can you please tell us, I think, your story and how you got to doing what you're doing? Can you bring us up to date and up to speed how you came into the world of aromakinesia, not aromakinesia, kinesiology, and how you use it in your life, you know, and where it came from, how it started for you?
2: Yes, of course. Well, I'm totally addicted to kinesiology. Once you start exploring the subject, it really is lifelong um, journey because there's always something new to understand. There's always new information coming out. So for me, it's been a journey of over 20 years now. I started initially as an educational psychologist and I got a neck injury. Now, I was very much science trained, so I went to the doctor and I went to the physio and the osteopath and took painkillers and did all of the sort of allopathic things to treat my neck and nothing was working. I wasn't able to go to my job because I was in so much pain, I couldn't drive. So eventually somebody said, have you heard of kinesiology? And this was a long time ago. It really wasn't as well known as it is now, but I was willing to try anything. So I drove off into the wilds of the English countries Side to this lady who was just working from her shed in the garden, and she pressed around with my neck and said, Oh, there's nothing physically wrong with you, dear. It's all emotional. And she gave me some flower essences, which I'd never heard of at the time. And my neck pain just disappeared within minutes after months of suffering and having scans and drugs and everything. She just got rid of it by me understanding the emotion that I'd held in the musculature. And that was just such a revolution for me, even with a degree in psychology and everything it was one of those epiphanies life-changing moments that made me say wow I need to learn how to do this I need to share this and it's become my mission ever since really to get people to tune into their bodies to listen to what's really going on and finding tools and ways of releasing that so that they can live their best possible lives
0: you're amazing You're amazing. And I think you just summed it up so beautifully. And I think from Cindy and my point of view, and certainly Karen's, you know, you're talking our language, um, the innate intelligence of the body, whispering to the body, talking to the body, letting the body talk to you. Can you tell us exactly what is kinesiology?
2: Mm. Well, essentially, it's a system, like you say, of talking to the body, a way of tuning into that innate intelligence to ask what's going on. And I think it's something that we all know inside of ourselves. When we're out of balance or ill, we do really know deep down how we've created or caused this. But um, kinesiology is a way of allowing that to come to the conscious mind. So it uses a system of feedback with the muscles, and the idea is that all of the muscles uh, relate to the different meridians, the different energy lines of the body. So therefore, we can ask your body, how's your liver energy? How's your lung energy? How's your stomach, etc. through these external muscle tests. So it's a really great non-invasive way of being able to um, communicate and ask about the state of health. So essentially, you'd lie on a massage table or or you can do it sitting up and we'd put the um, muscles of the body into specific, precise positions. So we'd be asking you to hold your arm or hold your leg in a certain way. And we apply gentle pressure to those uh, limbs to see if the muscle can hold its contraction. So you'll either get like a locked response where the muscle feels nice and strong, or it'll be unlocked where the muscle feels spongy. And when we get these unlocked responses, we know that there's the energy isn't flowing properly through those muscles. And we then ask the body, why isn't this flowing? And all kinesiologists work really holistically. We're looking at, is this something nutritional that's causing a problem, like something that you're eating or something you're not eating? We look at, is it something emotional that's causing the problem, Uh, a thought form that you're having? We're asking, um, is there something physically wrong? Is there not enough blood or lymph flowing to this area that's causing this um, sensation in the muscle? So the idea is to get to the root cause of that symptom because once you know that obviously you can formulate an action plan that will allow you to heal
1: hey um I have a question yeah. you. um it's it's interesting you know like I'm in nutrition and Kim does um essential oils mm. and Karen does the mind and what I'm learning more and more is that it's not always about nutrition it's not always about one thing or the other it seems to be a collective thing that we you know we almost need to look at and I know um one of my one of the girls that works for me um you know she had done everything that she could do with diet and everything like that and then she comes to you and it's almost in an instant she got well And as a result of that, she's done your course. She's the most amazing, by the way, kinesiologist. She's done amazing things for um, so many people um, because she did your 12-month course. So when do we know? This is my question. When do we know? Do we go to nutrition first, or do we look at emotion first, or should we, you know, be looking at the chemicals that are in the environment? Is it a um, a, a negative mind thing? How do we know to go that? Do you ask those questions? Uh, Yes, exactly. That's where
2: kinesiology steps in and asks your body, what is the priority treatment? What do we need to do first? So from that point of view, it's going to save you time, money, stress of running around thinking, oh, what is the problem? What's wrong with me? Do I need to change my diet? Should I see a psychologist? Do I need to go to the osteopath? Kinesiology can actually test your body. What is going to be the best uh, treatment plan for you? And like you say, it's not always what you think it's going to be. So I had a lady come to me and she was having issues with her husband. She was looking at getting divorced. And so you'd think this is an emotional issue, wouldn't you? I thought we're going to do lots of counseling skills and affirmations and really support her, you know, emotionally and mentally. But when we used the kinesiology and asked her body what was wrong, it said that she was sensitive to apples. So it was coming up like purely nutritional so she said, yes, I have apple juice every morning. You know, I make up a green smoothie and I put apples into that. So all her body would tell me was that she needs to avoid apples. So she goes away and she cuts out the apples. After a few days, she calls me and says, actually, my husband's not that annoying after all. Like, I'm kind of getting on better with him now. And I think what was happening is she's, She's having this beautiful green drink every morning. It was irritating, inflaming her system. The first person she sees is him, and she's like, rah, because she's stressed because of the juice. So even when we think, oh, this possibly can't be a nutritional issue, it is. So that's why I love kinesiology because it allows you to be really open-minded and just ask that person's body what it wants.
0: Maybe mm-hmm. maybe then a kinesiologist is the first point of call where you actually go and let your body tell you what it requires and what it needs. So, I mean, I came to you just recently and, and I love the fact that you picked up on so many things that I didn't really consider or think about and yet it all made such sense once I saw you um, and then with the flower essences and and the way you communicated it to me or should I say the way my body communicated to you to talk to me mm-hmm. um, can you tell us what actually happens during an appointment so if somebody you know booked an appointment with you or, or a kinesiologist what, what could they expect in an appointment
2: so um, initially we take a consultation you know asking some questions about medical history and so on and then we ask the person to lie down on the table and you remain fully clothed throughout but you do have to stay awake it's not like having a lovely massage where you go to sleep and relax it's a two-way interactive process and that that self-responsibility is a really key factor that it's your body we're listening to so we're going to be asking you to hold your arms and legs in positions while we apply pressure. And then from the results of those tests, we'll be explaining to you this is emotional or nutritional or physical. And then we might do some massage points. We might do some food sensitivity testing. We use, I mean, we've got heaps of beautiful skills. We might use flower essences. We might use pure essential oils. Uh, we might use crystals. You know, it can go into all different pathways. Um, but every treatment is unique every treatment is individual depending on what your body asks for at that uh, moment in time but taking it one step further really i want you to all become your own therapists so yes kinesiology is a first point of call but actually if you can have some kinesiology skills yourself you can test your own body what's causing it you can actually learn to muscle test yourself so you can ask do i need to work on my nutrition or do i need to work on my mental health or so on
0: Can you tell us what that, that I loved it when you taught us, I mean, you only have to go to a one hour or a half day or even a full day course to feel really quite confident in, I would say actually our one day course that you did, I really felt more confident because you got to practice. But one of my Mm. favorite personal uh, muscle testing, can you give us a couple of options? My favorite is a sticky finger, but could you explain (laughs) to us, do you think how, what would be some tips that we could do at home for ourselves? yes
2: of course so i mean really the easiest uh one to do is using your whole body using all of the muscles in your body so we'd say that a normal reaction is if you just stood up straight you'll be able to just feel really grounded really secure your body should be able to stay still and then when we ask the body a question we're like calibrating all the muscles in the body to respond so your body might start to lean forward or it might start to sort of fall back you'll get a sensation of movement in the body and that's your body trying to talk to you so for example if the question was is it okay for me to eat this chocolate biscuit you could put the chocolate biscuit in front of you you could stand there dead still in front of it and then ask the question is it okay to eat this biscuit now we'd say if you stand completely still there's no response no change then that's going to be okay there's no change your body's just absolutely fine whether it has the biscuit near it or not but if you start to sensation get a sensation of movement then possibly your body's trying to flag something to your attention that it doesn't want to have this
0: biscuit at this time
2: so i think that kind of the mind mind might be saying
0: something differently though this is where I the mind
2: might be saying, yes, I want the biscuit. I'm going to have it anyway. And obviously that's your free choice. <laughs> uh, but if we start to trust that body's message and listen to it, we'll really start to respect that and go, okay, well, I kind of fancied the biscuit, but my body's not going to be able to process that well today.
1: Oh, I love it. We all need this skill. I reckon. <laughs> you know, because we, like, I find at the moment with science and and I know there's science behind what you're saying, but I find with science at the moment is that, oh, you've got to have this blood test, you've got to do this saliva test, you've got to have this fecal test, you've got to have uh, this urine test. And it's like, we don't trust our bodies anymore. We don't, we're always investigating and we're not trusting. And, e- and even though we know that these tests are not a completely accurate, we continue to do them. And then we, we see um you know like oh well you you've got an iron deficiency or a b12 deficiency oh we'll just take iron we're not looking at well why do you have an iron deficiency is it because you're not eating enough is it because it's interacting with something is it you know it could be all sorts of reasons um a slow bleed somewhere and and we're not we need this skill we're not listening to our bodies anymore and I love the fact that that's what you start to teach so what other things can we look for like that's a I think that's a brilliant one. what was the sticky finger one Kim Mm.
0: (laughs) you tell us (laughs) Alice,
1: i love it yes yeah so the sticky (laughs) finger
2: what you do is on your dominant hand so if you're right-handed use your right hand you'd get your index finger and pop it over your thumb pad so you've sort of got a little um circle shape then you use Mm -hmm. your index finger to stroke round and round on your thumb pad and as you go around it should feel nice and smooth you should easily be able to stroke your finger around now obviously if it's really hot or you've got you know dirt on your hands or something it won't Work, but if you're not too sweaty, you should just be able to go round and round on your finger. And then when we ask a question, the finger actually sticks. It, it sounds really crazy till you've felt it, but it will just stop moving. You just won't be able to get that flow of energy. And so that's therefore your body indicating something that's relevant to you again.
1: So a bit that.
2: like your. Mm. It's really subtle. You can do it in the supermarket. You can do it in restaurants. I often sort of just flick through the menu with my fingers, just checking. I can, that my body going to be I can okay. just see.
0: I can just see new dating sites and new people on blind dates and things. <laughs> just sitting there, getting their fingers. Is this man a good one for me? Like, it's serious. It actually is quite freaky how mm. it um, picks up. Elizabeth, can I do that for someone else? In other words, a child may not be able to understand the question I'm asking. Can I do that for my child?
2: Yes, of course. So um, I've got a book, Your Child's Body Has the Answer, that goes into different ways you can use testing with children. Um, Depending on the age of the child, there's different ways you could do it. If you just have a little baby or a toddler that's going to sit comfortably on your lap, you can hold your child and surrogate their energy through your body. I guess it's like if you were having an electric shock and you touched the person who was being electrocuted, you would also have that electricity pass through your body. So it's the kind of concept that energy will pass through one person to another. So just touching somebody and holding them allows you to pick up on their energy. So you'd set your intention that the questions you are asking were for the child. Um, if your child is old enough, then you'll be able to muscle test them directly, and you could just gently press on their arm while you ask the questions looking for a, a change in that muscle response.:
0: So you ask them to mm. hold strong like like yeah. just, Can you give us an idea of what muscle testing involves? Like Tell us a little bit around that.
2: Mm, certainly so um, you'd put their arm into a certain position Um, it's kind of hard to show you without having a picture but basically you'd hold your arm out straight and raise it up about 45 degrees directly in front of the body and this um, activates the anterior deltoid muscle that's up in your shoulder then you'd apply gentle pressure just above the wrist and literally just like two fingers worth of pressure it's not in any way some sort of arm wrestle you just gently apply pressure and you should feel a really locked response you should feel that person. And pressing up against you. And then, if we ask a question, if it's relevant, um, the answer, then the arm will just move slightly. You'll just feel the energy leave. And obviously, that's only temporarily in response to the question and then return. But that's just enough to flag into your conscious mind okay, there's something here that I need to explore. So, for older children and for adults, we often use that as a test. or for yourself, use Sticky Smooth or use your whole body because you can't really press on your own arm muscle. That would be too much able to cheat, I think, doing that
0: one. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Tell me, sweetheart. I mean, your books, you've got two books, Your Body Has the Answer and Your Child's Body Has the Answer. Mm -hmm. What I think is so brilliant about these books is they are common ailments. I mean, am I right in assuming that kinesiology does not replace medical um, or diagnostic tools it is it, is that correct in the way to say that so you're looking at these books as, as common ailments and supporting beautiful natural therapies to help heal these is that right
2: uh, yes, exactly. Um, obviously, it doesn't replace a medical diagnosis. And some of the condition. I mean, obviously, it says that in the start of the book, but some of the conditions say specifically, you really need to go to the doctor and get checked because this could be symptomatic of something more serious. Like Cindy said about the iron levels earlier, you know, someone's anemic, that could be a massive um, mm-hmm. clue, couldn't it, that there's something really wrong. So we wouldn't just say, oh, take some iron. We'd say we need to investigate why. Um, so in the book, there's loads of different natural remedies suggested that you can apply to yourself instantly a lot of them just for free sometimes we just need the mind body awareness so i believe that every symptom your body says is a way of communicating something's wrong yeah your body's just trying to give you a message that's all and if you're aware of what that message is you don't need to have the physical symptom so for something like anemia, we'd say that your iron is your strength. it's about your power. So is it something that you're trying too hard to please everybody else you're you're running around doing everything for everybody else and you're not in your own sense of power? We would say that could lead you to become anemic. So it could just be something you need to understand on an on a mental level or it could be obviously the foods that you're eating. Don't contain enough iron. We look at using essential oils that are known for healing. So, something for the anemia, lemon or langalang, can be beautiful oils to heal that. We also look at affirmations, flower essences I mean, gosh, we've tried to bring information in from everywhere to really allow you to go um, much more holistically. Because I don't know if if i get a symptom i'm straight away on google oh what does this mean what could i use i always look at the natural side of things first so we've tried to pull that all together for you and then allow you to test over the book itself so it's not just read it all and think what do i need you actually test your own body which of these supports do i
1: need Mm. i love that and it's very easy to follow you love it too cindy Mm. Oh, I do. And it was so funny. Like I have it up at my farm, Elizabeth, and it gives, when I'm up there, I have a chance to, you know, to read it. Anyway, I took my dad up there who um, is a chiropractor. He's he's up there all the time, but he, he's a chiropractor and he has been for 50 some years. And he saw your book and he could not take his nose out of it. Because mm-hmm. um, his favourite saying is nothing happens in the body that doesn't happen in the mind first. So mm-hmm. he took your book from my farm. <laughs> <laughs> he took it. And then well, um, I will send him it, his own copy, Cindy, oh, oh, so you can um, get yours just, back. <laughs> he, he actually just, he loves it, absolutely loves it. And he loves reading through, um, through it. So it's been something that he just resonates with and I think it does resonate with a lot of chiropractors because they do use muscle testing and a lot of them are getting into you know emotional work but one of the things that um um like Ruth did for me um when she was studying and I want you to talk about your year-long program that you do Mm. but one of the things that she did as she was studying as I said to her I had an accident a skiing accident I had six stitches in the back of my head and I felt like it, it always felt uncomfortable, like I, I was really uncomfortable with it. And I told her about it. She said, well, let me give it a go. Right. Let's see what we can do for it. So we did affirmations. She gave me some flower essences. She told me where the meridian line was, that it was, bro- you know, that I don't know if she said broken. I have no idea, but that's what I perceived from her, that it was mm-hmm. the meridian line was stopping at that scar I reckon within five days it completely disappeared and has never come. That problem has never come back. If it does a slight bit, I just do the meridian line, and I'm I'm absolutely blown away by it. And the other thing that she she does is um, she does the the tapping. You know, she's been talking about the tapping. So, number one, could you explain tapping? Number two. Could you explain what she did in that 12month period with you? because I tell you what she grew so much and has learnt so much in that period.
2: Mm -hmm. no I think all all my students I think you could speak to anybody who's graduated from my program and they would just say it was life-changing they would say that it's just been like you say a year of growth and learning and Mm -hmm. they really come out with so many skills to go and share and help other people which is obviously the purpose for me doing it so just going back to that scar you had on the back of your head there Cindy Mm -hmm. um, that's really interesting she cleared that by helping to strengthen the meridian line because whenever we have an injury or, or a scar it can actually stop that channel of energy passing through it's almost like the channel flows and then it has to sort of jump across to the other side of where that scar or injury is so it creates that block in the um in the flow of energy which then can obviously start to give you physical pain and symptoms so something like that being able to just meridian trace on your own body is so powerful people have had c-section scars and um you know any operation kim for your beautiful back we can we can do some meridian tracing up your um your tummy you know where you've had that
0: i'm doing any it right now stars that you've got,
2: Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> keep <laughs> tracing over that get that energy flowing
0: <laughs> over those areas i'm using a so, beautiful oil just just on that note the beautiful Oil, Immortelle or Everlast is such a beautiful oil for helping clear scar tissue with meridians, by the way. And it's just just a beautiful, or even lavender if you don't have Immortelle. But thank you, you've just reminded me. Keep going.
2: So, um, yeah, so I actually teach the nationally recognised diploma of kinesiology. um, And that is a face-to-face 12-month program that we offer on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. Um, But we also do an interactive program that we send out a training pack that comes with 70 videos of me explaining everything in absolute depth. And they can actually complete that from anywhere in the world. So we've got students in Malaysia and America and England that are working there way through that program so even if you don't live on the sunshine coast and don't get to come to the lessons face to face from wherever you are you can still learn kinesiology to help yourself and your family and friends so we call it the foundation of kinesiology but in no way does that mean introduction it's actually lots and lots of different information so you learn 15 different muscles what they relate to and how to test them you learn all about lymph and blood reflexes that that will stimulate those muscles you learn about um, emotional stress release techniques um, including affirmations and flower essences you learn about the chakra system and how to heal that with kinesiology and using color and things Um, you learn some food sensitivity testing i mean gosh uh, you can go onto the Mm. website and, and see everything we've included there and that actually does give you credits towards this national diploma if you do want to go on and actually be a professional kinesiologist. But lots of people just want those skills for themselves and their friends and family. You know, they might already have wonderful careers. Um, So either either way, you can either do it for yourself or you can actually train to be a kinesiologist. Like the lady, Ruth, who works with you, Cindy, she did Mm -hmm. the whole program. And it's just a joy to take people through that because you can just see them developing and blossoming every week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely, and um, she's actually opening up soon, isn't she, Kimmy? Yeah, I'm so excited. She's going to be operating out of 28's
0: premises, and I'm (laughs) I'm just so excited because for all of us, Elizabeth, to have someone like Ruthie, and I'm sure for anybody, wherever you live, if you can find a kinesiologist, there's also, would I be correct in saying a certain type are drawn to kinesiology? Every kinesiologist I've met has got such an open, expansive heart. They... They just really genuinely care, but then they also know that they make such a difference that they're strong, capable individuals. That seems to be my experience of kinesiologists.
2: Oh, that, that's a really good experience. Um, I think most people come to it because they have experienced it themselves. You know, they had that life changing moment, they've had kinesiology, and it's helped them so much that they then want to go on and share that. I know that's certainly what inspired me initially and i think lots of people have been my clients or they've been to other kinesiologists and they've said oh wow how do you do this you know train me i've got to be able to tell more and more people so that's obviously how these things spread and it is spreading like wildfire isn't it you know 20 years ago i'd talk about this or i'd say i'm a kinesiologist and people had no idea whereas now people go oh yeah is that muscle testing oh i've heard of that so i think it's wonderful it's becoming a household name us mm what's your website elizabeth so it's just your body has the and that's really the whole message is your body has the answer you know what's going on inside of you we're just um kinesiologists we're glorified waitresses really we're just saying oh would you like this from my menu would you like this from my menu you know what what can we offer you but it's your body that's going to pick and choose what it wants
1: so can you just explain the tapping? I, I, like, people oh, yes. are, are talking about it a lot now. For instance, I've just swum and I was on the beach and somebody said, oh, how do you deal with um, – Kim and I are off today, aren't we, Kimmy? Um, yes. uh, far across the other side of the world. And somebody said, oh, how do you deal with um, jet lag? And then the next person pipes up and says, oh, I do tapping. So could you explain tapping? Yes, of course. So tapping um, can be used
2: in various different ways. The most common at the moment is the emotional freedom technique, EFT, that's become really popular psychology. Um, Basically, what you're doing is you are literally tapping, you are pressing on your body um, to create a vibration through a specific meridian pathway. So it's a bit like if you're energy channel was a river imagine that there's like water flowing through it as you tap it's like you are sending a vibration through that water that allows any thing that shouldn't be there any little pebbles or any little um, blockages to be released from that channel now often you use it in conjunction with an affirmation so you might say positive words as you tap so that helps your body to you know be free to absorb those words so we'd say any negative thought or any bit of toxicity actually shows up in the energy field as like a little crystal like a little black a little black spot you know i think people who are clairvoyant are able to actually even see that on the body Um, so i can't actually see it but i can feel it and get the body to respond and the tapping is one way of dislodging those blockages in the energy field Does that
1: help explain it or does that confuse you more? No, no, no. no. I always wondered, yeah, I always wondered how, you know, that it worked because I've heard there's different names for it. Is Psych K another one? Which is well, that- site K? Yeah, that's just another
2: branch of kinesiology that oh. uses a lot of tapping within it. So that's the thing. If you Google the word kinesiology, there's loads of different branches. Okay. So applied kinesiology—that's the original. That's the one the chiropractors use. And um, the type I use is progressive kinesiology, is because we're progressing through different layers of the person. But yes, site K or educational kinesiology—they're all different um, branches of the same modality.
1: Wow. I guess kinesiology means what, um, muscle, the study of muscle or the study, what's of energy of movement?
2: Yeah, motion, motion. Uh, Motion. It's often used in America to mean like sports science. They're looking at the the movement of muscles. So kinesiology is more like a sports therapy. So applied kinesiology, progressive kinesiology or, or psych K, any of those, they're more like the therapy part of it. So the word literally translates as the study of movement. And we're looking at the movement of energy and
1: muscles. Mm. It's powerful. Now, how often should somebody, you know, use a kinesiologist? So, like, I'll often ask Ruth things. Like the other day, uh, we were sent some supplements. So, um, my two nutritionists and I, we go straight to Ruth and we go, "Okay, can you test this, honest, Ruth?" Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, I have one on tap. <laughs> we all need one on tap. <laughs> I have one on tap. Yeah. So, you know, how often for someone who doesn't have one on tap, <laughs> how often would we would we go? And um, you know, like are there are there signs that tell us we need to go and see a kinesiologist? Hmm. Well firstly I, Cindy, you're gonna to have to practice some self testing, so
0: you can be yourself on tap as well. So I was waiting for that. Independent yes. that. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I okay. was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know,
2: okay, <laughs> That's my message is it's your body. You can know how long, you know, you need to take the supplements. So um, the signs that you'd really need a kinesiologist, it – It varies. I mean, I'm trying to get people to listen to their own body. So when they've had a session with me, they're like, oh, should I come back next week? Should I come back next month? And I I don't ever really book anybody back in. I just say to them, look, you just feel when you need me again. I'm trying to teach you to listen to your body. So when you feel a bit out of balance or you feel that the symptom might not have resolved in the way you want to, then come back and we can do another layer, another dimension of that. Um, but the idea is you choose when you come. It's not a set uh, program.
1: I love that. Mm. I love that you're empowering people, and 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 like your book, it gives us hints and clues as to how to empower ourselves. So wonderful, Elizabeth. I think I think that that's the most important thing is that we educate people to empower them to be the 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 one that knows exactly what's best for them because we should know, shouldn't we? It's like mm. food. We, we should know that there are foods that make us feel good and foods that don't, but mm. nobody listens. They take an antacid or they'll take something that'll you know, stop an upset stomach. Uh, I love that. Thank you. Mm. Absolutely. Elizabeth, what does, um, what does it mean when we say balance,
0: like a balance in kinesiology? What exactly does that mean, a kinesiology balance?
2: Well, balance is a word that we use for a kinesiology treatment. If you think that the body is always trying to get itself back into balance, we've got this natural process of homeostasis where the body's always trying to, you know, filter the blood and so on and get everything equal. But what happens is through what we're eating, through what we're thinking, we become out of balance. Kinesiology is trying to return us back to that. It's trying to get all of the energy to flow um, healthily around the body, I think I guess that going back to what we said about the chocolate biscuit earlier, it's like some days you might get away with the chocolate biscuit, other days you won't. So is it the chocolate biscuit that's the problem or is it the state of balance your body's in at that day? does that make sense you know if you're really out of balance you're going to have a strong reaction to the chocolate biscuit if you're really healthy and balanced and everything's flowing you can probably eat the chocolate biscuit you know just have that moment of mouth wonder but not actually have (laughs) any negative symptoms from it so I think it kind of frees you up a bit to think okay well how can my body cope with this today not this is not forever you know like i'm being really strict and harsh and following all these rules it's a little bit like well okay how is my body today is it this okay for me right now
0: Mm. Mm. i like that is is that also part of I, i guess the balance is that where where cindy was talking a bit before about the scar where we're actually clearing energy blockages as well so there's a there's a way of bringing the body back to some sense of balance is that also the same kind of thing
2: Yeah, exactly. We're totally working in that energy domain, trying to free up all of those meridian lines, which govern the health of our organs, um, govern our vitality. And if everything's flowing and we're in balance, then we can probably cope with a little bit of toxins. We can probably cope with some of that. But we've all become out of balance, haven't we, because of our, our environment and so on. We're now so far the other way that it's taking a lot of work. We're needing to have lots of therapies and lots of beautiful, positive healing tools in order to get us back into balance so we can just cope with the world that we've
1: created. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I, I've heard, and I've heard other people say that, Elizabeth. I've heard them say, hey, if you lived where all your emotions were, you know, I don't want to say positive or anything like that, but you're, you're, you're emotionally, um, what's the word, um, intelligent yeah. And and you live in a world where things aren't getting to you that we would tolerate more, but because we're living in this crazy, crazy system of high stress and demands and um, relationships yeah. and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and 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 we have to be a little bit more mindful about how we consume foods, what chemicals we're exposed to, and start listening to our body. Um, I, you know, I, I, my dad has this saying. you know, my dad's quite amazing at at eighty nine. He has this saying. He says, "I like that, I like that person." And it's usually, "I like that man." He thinks like I do, but I like that woman. She thinks like I do, and and I think that that's why we resonate so well with you, Elizabeth, is that we. We agree with you entirely and um, it all makes sense. And it's funny when you meet somebody that is so resistant to this because they're so scientifically minded that they can't open their mind to um, the potential of this. So my question to you is when you come across somebody who is, is like that, how do you approach them with your work? Mm,
2: That is an excellent question because Mm -hmm. I think kinesiology does come under criticism from the scientific community. Um, Look, initially when I first started and I was, you know, this bright-eyed 20-something and I was like, oh, come on, I'm going to save the world and convince everybody (laughs) of how amazing this is, I would have probably spent ages trying to argue with them about it. But now I'm in my 40s and I'm a little bit wiser. I just think, okay, that's up to you. All I can talk about is what's worked for me, what's worked for people around me. Um, I just think of all of the beautiful people that I've helped and their testimonials and how they've gone on to help more people. And that's enough for me. So I'm just think I just think oh, well, if they don't understand or, you know, they want to criticize it, then that's fine. That's their point of view. Um, but well, I don't even need to argue with them anymore does that make sense mm. <laughs> it's just worked for me so that's all I can really speak about is my my personal experience with it and it, I, I love it I'm absolutely addicted to kinesiology it's just the best thing ever um, and it's just a shame that they don't want to experience it and be part of it but that's totally up to them
1: I think I think you're right. It it is a shame and especially when and and Kimmy and I have this beautiful friend that we we do love we absolutely (laughs) love it we just I get I I know that diet would help I know that a lot of things would help but he just he's just closed and I, I and because I I love him so much I want to help him, but he doesn't want to help himself. And so you're right. You just have to let it go. That's their journey in life. It's not our journey in life. And um, I think, it's so I,
0: hard, though. I think, though, sometimes you. Could, I always come back to that whole thing is we're all on our own journey. We all have our yeah. own things. And in a way, he's teaching us how to how to let go of, of, of wanting to change or help somebody that maybe isn't ready to hear it. And I, I dare say... That we could be talking right now about many of our listeners' husbands or wives or children. You got teenagers that think you've just gone wacko because you've just spent a year <laughs> doing some diploma course, and now all you're walking around and sticky fingering and leaning, and you're doing all these things, and everyone thinks Farah she's completely lost the plot. Um, so I think I think Elizabeth's right. It comes back to our own individuality, our own sense of self, and and actually becoming. And I say this even with essential oils, and and I know you'd feel the same, Cindy, yourself, really when we go to a spiritual or a more soulful level is you don't want to become an evangelist in anything you 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 become the example not the evangelist and that's one of my favorite quotes that people will come to you when they want to hear about it so on that note elizabeth i want to know tell us about your family your husband your sons your children like you've got an amazing little network there how are they about your wackiness or are they just as wacky (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I've got a really good
2: team of people around me. Um, I've got my gorgeous husband who, yeah, possibly thinks I'm a little bit of a witch sometimes. But he's actually done the the course himself. And I, I I've been to, with him for 20 years before he decided to do the course. But I think he felt it was time to really fully understand years, what see? I was going on years. about. You you just time just <laughs> Patience. Um, one of my children um, is really into it. He's always saying, oh, test me for this, mum, test me for this and my other child only brings me things he wants to eat so he'll bring me some cocoa pops in the supermarket Mummy, test me for this I'll be like no it's weak he'll be like yeah I thought so and he kind of goes and puts it back on the shelf bless him um so no they're all very tolerant of my wackiness um (laughs) to me it's not wacky to them it's normal because they've had it every day since they were born so it just seems part of life and um yeah everyone's very tolerant and understanding because I think it is normal. I don't think I'm lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about what about thinking- from your point of view being a, a a a person with a psychology degree, you had a very science background, you, you obviously sound like you're from England. Tell us about your journey to coming to live in australia and and were you a kinesiologist over there before you came here? How did that go about?
2: Mm, yeah, so I was head of progressive kinesiology in the UK and I had been for over 10 years. Um, but after having my children, I really just wanted to have a more outdoor sporty lifestyle I guess and as you know the Sunshine Coast especially and and most of Australia really offers people the opportunity to live outside so when the kids got to seven and eight years old we were like come on let's look if we can emigrate let's look if we can travel now everybody thought I was a bit crazy in England Then actually yeah I have been called wacky before (laughs) Um, that was to do with more why are you giving up this amazing practice why are you giving up your your training um, academy you know and starting from scratch somewhere else and it was like well it's kind of not really about me i can do my job anywhere there's people in australia that are going to be interested i'm sure it was more let's have an outdoor lifestyle let's have a really healthy lifestyle and the sunshine and the beautiful fresh foods we have here um yeah one over from england's uh, architecture and culture how long have you been here so- now So I've been here seven and a half years. Um, So quite a
0: newbie, really, but I feel very at home. It's just paradise, isn't it, every day. We're blessed to be here. Yeah. And you've made such an impact in in a reasonably short amount of time, hasn't she, Cindy? I mean, we hear your name come up a lot. Karen wrote the foreword, I think, if I'm right, in in one of your books. Yes. Yeah. You've had some really amazing clients. Tell us some of your, give us one or two examples of some incredible turnaround situations or clients. Uh, You know, if you can tell us a story or, you know, something around that that's worked powerfully, that sticks in your mind. Mm, totally you see I have to be quite careful because I don't ever want to break someone's confidentiality and you
2: know sometimes when you're telling a story the person if they're listening are going to go oh yeah that's definitely me because everyone's so unique and individual Um, obviously in my book I've included loads of different case studies for every condition but I've changed all the names and kind of made it really clear or I've asked permission from those people to include them I'm just thinking yeah there was a lady that came who had asthma Uh, And She'd been having asthma all her life and it all tested up emotionally to do with her mother and her mother had like an obsessive compulsive disorder. So her whole childhood had been filled with fear really about, you know, you must stay safe, you must be careful. And it was almost like this lady hadn't learned to breathe by herself. She'd been sort of smothered by her mother's fear, really, trying to protect her and keep her safe, like all with good intentions. But her her asthma really came from this place of I can't breathe. So we did this inner child healing work where we asked to, to visualise herself as a little girl and then to be the woman she is now, the adult she is now, and to go and cuddle this little girl and reassure her and tell her that everything was safe, that the world is a friendly place, that, that people are generally you know, lovely and supportive and she's not going to be hurt or criticised in all of these things her mother had instilled in her. And just through doing that inner child process, literally her asthma disappeared she could give up the medications you know along with support from her doctor and she's never needed to have asthma medication again so that was just a really wonderful healing that she healed
0: herself you know she went in as the adult and healed her own inner child Mm, that's powerful that's really powerful and for a lot of people listening i mean if you look at um Louise Hay's work her whole work started that all physical conditions and Cindy alluded to it earlier uh, do come from an emotional place Um, would you say to people then with is is that true for you that all physical ailments are from a an emotional place or are enhanced or, or made worse from an emotional standpoint? i'd say all physical conditions
2: are from an energy imbalance that it begins sort of in the energy field first before it becomes physically manifest um but that energy field could could be coming out because of emotional but no sometimes it's purely nutritional it it might not be anything you're thinking it could be something chemically um or it could be something um physically like an injury Mm -hmm. but yes it can be aggravated through the emotions but that might not necessarily be the cause does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, like, for example, Cindy's scar was a physical injury, but obviously it was affecting the energy, and it was the energy we needed to free. That was probably – it may have been worse if Cindy was having a negative thought or was stressed about something. That could have aggravated it, but that wasn't the cause of it.
0: Well, I go one step further further or one, yeah, yeah. one step back from that and wonder why she had the accident in the first place. You know, is it because she was tired? Is it because she needed to get knocked on? You know, she needed to be hit by a four-by-two <laughs> to wake up and realize she needed to chill or something. I don't know. It just it, – I always look at yeah. that side of it too, you know. Is there something – because yeah. why some days do we trip over and – and graze our knees and break a wrist. And other days we can walk that path and we've never tripped over. So uh, I don't know, sometimes Mm, there can be reasons behind it. Just a quick question. Can can Kinesiology, can you surrogate with animals as well? If if you had an animal that was not great or perhaps you were worried about an animal?
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, often people bring me little bits of their dog's fur um, just in a little envelope and then we test around the energy of what the um, dog might need. So... Uh, Yeah, it's mainly dogs I've worked with. I haven't worked with many other animals. There's a lady in Nambour. She she does people and pets kinesiology, and she does sort of horses and so on. I think actually there's a few kinesiologists that go out and work with horses. So, yeah, I mean, they've got an energy system. They've got nutritional needs. Probably not as much emotional baggage as us humans, but um, you can certainly use that. And plants. In one of my groups in England, there was this plant. We were working from this hotel, and there was this plant that looked like it was dying in this hotel. So all the girls got together and kind of made it their mission (laughs) to muscle test what this little plant needed. And they were, like, putting flower essences in the water and feeding this plant to bring it back to life, which they did. It was a bird of paradise plant, and they
0: saved it. Oh, that's adorable horrible um maybe they should be using muscle testing in crime scenes and crime like they all talk about lie detectors <laughs> but maybe maybe muscle testing wouldn't be a bad thing in the instead of a lie detector well,
2: It does bring out the truth. You can't really hide much when you're having kinesiology because you know deep down, we all know our games and we all know our things, even if we're not conscious of them. Kinesiology allows us to tap into that subconscious, to tap into the real truth of what's going on. Okay. But yeah, okay. I'll offer
0: that to the police service. I
2: don't
0: know. <laughs> what, <laughs> just, 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 I know we're heading to the end, but from it, if you're a mum or a dad, and your child's got anxiety or learning difficulties, or maybe skin conditions, or um, you know, hormonal complaints, or even addictions, is this something that you could? What if the child didn't want to come to you? Can could I come to you as the mother or father and support myself how to support them? Is that, is that another form of surrogacy?
2: Oh, well, definitely. Um, a lot of people actually who bring their children, it's more the parents that need the support, you know, they'll be like, Oh, can you help my child? He's got eczema. And often it t- turns up that it's the parents that need the balancing. The child's just a little sponge picking up on all the energy around them. Wow. So, you can certainly you do need the child's permission in that sense really obviously if they're babies and toddlers and can't give their permission it's really lovely if that child's on board so if the child's like no no i don't want the therapy then i'll say to the mother look they don't want to do it let's just leave it we don't you know even though the mother wants to help them i think it's best that the child's on board with that so, yes, certainly you could come and bring a little piece of your child's hair and we can test around what they need. But really, that's best done with the child's blessing. And often it turns out that it's the mother or the father or the, the you know, the siblings that, that need the balancing. I
0: can just see it, be it there. spouse too. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I can just see these wacky mothers now. We're all going wacky. We're just taking a little piece of your hair. We're taking your nail. We're taking bits of you. They're <laughs> just going to love it. Yeah,
2: little bits of their DNA. You yeah, see,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Elizabeth, is there any not- final things that you would like or that you think our beautiful listeners would love to know, either around yourself personally, around your website, around your upcoming workshop? Like is, please let us know. Is there anything else? You're just such a phenomenal wealth of information and I really think it's important that our gorgeous listeners get to know you.
2: Oh, thank you. Um well, really, the first board of call is to go and have a look um, on my website at yourbodyhastheanswer.com. And having a look on there, you'll see all of the tools that we offer to help people. So we're obviously offering books, we're offering workshops, we're offering sort of longer courses. Um, there's videos on there, there's blogs on there, there's things that they can do to start really learning about how kinesiology could help them. So that's really the first place to have a look and and see, you know, what resonates with you uh, of where they want to start or they can look for a kinesiologist um, in their area or they can email me any questions that they might have thought of today while we've been chatting and I'm more than happy to um, help answer those. I've got social media pages. If you're into Facebook or Instagram, then it's Elizabeth Hughes, your body has the answer and, and they can just have a look at some nice little quotes and inspirational things I put on there and some health tips. Um, or, yeah, feel feel free to email me or contact
0: me if they want to know more.
1: You're amazing.
0: Cindy, did you have any more questions, beautiful?
1: No, I'm all good. I've i just enjoyed this so much. Um, I have millions of questions, as always. Uh, but I think that we've covered it and people understand it. And I, I also know, and I've already said this um, what I've seen Elizabeth do for one of her students. It's just been, it's been beautiful watching um, Ruth just blossom through the whole program and where she wants to go she's not leaving me though I've told her that Elizabeth been, I'm sorry you're going to have to work at night you are not leaving me
0: <laughs> I also I've, I've loved the um, aromatherapy and kinesiology oh, classes yeah. we've done together Elizabeth mm-hmm. and, and we've done one day workshops together which have been really so much fun and such a, a gift to offer again people on mm-hmm. the Sunshine Coast but I'm sure in the future there'll be many more opportunities. Perhaps we could even do a nutritional um, aromatic kinesiology event somewhere or have you in as one of our guest speakers. You're just an amazing soul. We love hearing you. And she's also, I think you've been very reserved on this call, I have to say. You're very naughty normally and very (laughs) cheeky and very funny. So I just want everyone to know, don't, don't, Look at this as a false illusion. She is not this prim and proper in real life, I'm telling you. <laughs> She's naughty. <laughs> um but look, I don't know about you listeners and, and definitely Cindy and I. We've had an absolute mm. ball with you today, Elizabeth. Mm. Thank you so, so much. I can just see Cindy and I on the plane tonight muscle testing one another uh, and, and doing <laughs> oh, all sorts of things. Plain don't oh, test the plane food. Don't no, test the plane food. Don't worry. We've, we don't need to test that one. We know the answer to that <laughs> but, one. No, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> but, um, but in all honesty, I cannot encourage people enough to go to yourbodyhastheanswer.com. It's a fantastic website and certainly there's all the information you'd need to know um one quick question i did have elizabeth if someone did want to is there a a platform where if you lived somewhere that's not on the sunshine coast that they could go to to find local qualified uh kinesiologists is there a is there a, a helm yes
2: Yeah, so that we have like a governing body. Well, there's actually three governing bodies in Australia. You've got the Australian Kinesiology Association, the AKA. So they've got a website you can Google. You've got the Australian Institute of Kinesiologists, the AIK, that they can have a look for, or the ATMS, which is the one I belong to, which is the Australian Traditional Medicine Society. So you'll be able to find a practitioner, search for one on any of those three sites. Ah,
0: Perfect, perfect. Well, listeners, I think you'll all agree with us. We've had a great after, oh, great moment here with a beautiful session. If you've got any questions, please go to all um, our, our platforms. You can go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. And, of course, you're very, very welcome to ask us um, any questions in regards to our beautiful overseas trips coming up with New Zealand Um, Cindy, Karen and I have got some exciting news to announce that we will be doing a, a live workshop this year. Um, That We're just working on final details that you'll be able to come and see us live in Australia, the three of us on stage. Don't forget, we've got New Zealand and we've also got Africa next year. So, you know, you're very welcome to go and have a look at our platforms as well for any more information about catching up with us. Um, Elizabeth, thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. You're just a phenomenal soul. We do enjoy being with you. Thank you for your time, everybody. And, And please go out there, take good care. And remember you can always awaken the change within and always be making a difference one day, one step, one chance at a time. And let's go, let's go sticky finger it and make sure you're on the same page. righty. <laughs> Have a great time, everybody. Lots of love from us.